Welcome to American Patchwork and Quilting Radio, your one stop for creative inspiration. We have a terrific hour of ideas and tips for you today, so let's get to it. Here's your host, Pat Sloan. Welcome to American Patchwork and Quilting's podcast. I'm Pat Sloan, and I am here in St. Louis, Missouri, at the Baby Lock Tacone Training Center, where I'm here doing some videos and some training, and there's um, other people here. So one of them is Amy Ellis from Amy's Creative Side, and Amy's been uh, on the show before, and I asked her if she'd like have a few minutes, and she does. Thanks, Amy. Thanks for having me, Pat. It's great to be in person with you. I know, I know. This is so exciting. I love it (laughs) when I'm able to actually talk to somebody one-on-one. So we're taking a break, and uh, you are here for not only for photography, but you're here also to do some training. What are you training on? I'm training on a new long arm for baby lock, which is exciting. That is so exciting. You know, when when we were talking, I thought, well, why don't we talk a little bit about long arms? Because, uh, you know, people, so many people own them for personal use. You know, they're not actually just for businesses. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So when you, have you ever, did you ever quote on a domestic machine? Yes, oh, you I did. did. Okay. I did for your home machine. Yeah, yeah, my home machine. I quilted quite a few quilts in my first probably four or five years of quilting. Yeah, because I really love the process of adding yeah. that layer of texture on yeah. top, and I thought, well, I I can do it. You know, yes. <laughs> my biggest was actually king size, and I just oh. about you know died oh. trying to get it did, through. The- how do you remember how wide your opening was in, in that machine? Were you shoving a king size like in a six inch opening? I, it was or- about nine inches, <laughs> but it wasn't very big. It for wasn't. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so when did you first notice long arms? I mean, were you sending things out, or had do you sure. have a friend that has one? I well, I got my contract for my first book to write back in 2010. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I realized that I was not going to be able to meet my very quick deadline. Yeah. With They're a always do- quick. With a dozen quilts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my know. goodness. So <laughs> I, um, I, did, I started seeking out a quilter at that time yeah. to get them quilted for me. Yeah, so so you were you had basically that happens to a lot of authors. It happens to me. Yeah. You just the deadlines are very quick. We have to fit them into the other things we're doing, yes. and so you were sending the pieces out. Um, and when they all came back, and you know you got your book done, did you just did you then play around with long arms? It took me a little while. Like I I wrote three books in just oh. you know a couple of years yeah. there, and so um, it took me a while to even start to consider the idea of, of getting my own long arm at home. But yeah. um, I've, I had already been working with Baby Lock at the time, and so I started a conversation with the, the marketing team here at Baby Lock to get a, a, you know, a long arm at my house. Yeah. So I could finish on my own deadlines instead. Did you know? Did you have room already? Yeah. <laughs> that's a relative term. Isn't it? <laughs> it's in my kitchen. No, that's not, like, not quite. Yeah. But no, I moved my husband out of his office space oh. to make room, so he didn't need it as much for his business anymore uh, as yeah. much as I needed it for yeah. mine. So we rearranged a little bit and made yeah. room for it. How long is your unit? I have a ten foot table, which okay. actually translates to about 12 feet right. of space. Because when you're talking about long arms, the, the length of it is end-to-end end of the poles, right? Right. And yeah. then there's usually a little bit of extra you know, space that you need on either end of that as well. Yeah, to, it's like to walk around. Yeah, to walk <laughs> around it and to you know, load your quilt properly and whatnot. So, yeah, yeah. there's 
Um, it kind of extends a little bit into a hallway in my downstairs. Yeah. But it's, you know, there's plenty it's doable. Of, there's plenty of passable space. Yeah. So <laughs> it works. What, how did you trans, how did you personally transition? Because you're going from pushing the fabric to like driving the machine. It's yeah. like a totally different process. Right. I, um, I actually practiced, I got a whiteboard. Oh. And I practiced the, just the muscle, muscle memory. Yeah. With yeah. a dry erase pen. And you could do this on, you know, scratch paper or whatever. Yeah. But the, I like the idea of just erasing yeah. and doing it again. Again and, and again. And again and again. So, and you can also buy like, um, plexiglass at the okay. home improvement store. Yeah. And practice on that with the dry erase marker and just erase it and go again and again. But that you can put over the top of a quilt top. And do the actual size and shape, which is a lot of fun sometimes. And that builds like your mind memory for what you're trying exactly. to accomplish. Yeah, the muscle yeah. memory is yeah. is imperative. Yeah. Even when you move to the handlebars of your machine versus a pen or you know the the pencil, yeah. it, it it's definitely ingrained in your brain, so it yeah. helps. Yeah. Did you do some practice? pieces? Oh, you, for sure. Oh, okay. You didn't, say, you didn't just jump right <laughs> no, in? No, no. No, I practiced quite a bit. I had a few quilt tops. You know, everybody has quilt tops. Yeah. So I loaded a few different ones on and, and just practiced and practiced and tried different things and, yeah. and really just kind of got a feel for it before I was ready to jump into my next book. Yeah. Do you find that, um, that if you've practiced quite a bit, then you can take longer breaks between machine quilting or do you sort of keep it up more consistently? Yes. Yes. I, 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 it definitely helps to be consistent, but if you're, you know, once you have that muscle memory built in, it doesn't, it doesn't go away. It, yeah. It's kind of like riding a bike. Yeah. So it, you know, it goes both ways, but, um, you know, it's, it's not bad to take a break ever. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Give your shoulders a break yeah. and rest. And yeah. I do a lot with the pro stitcher now too, which is really nice because then I can be piecing my next project or cutting my next project yeah. or packing orders yeah. while I'm quilting the quilt. So the pro stitcher is a, a computerized so that it, you can automate it and let yes. it run, but you still can't just leave it and go out of town or something. Oh, <laughs> no, or, or I go don't to even, the grocery store. I don't even leave the room. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I like to listen and make sure that I, you know, my thread hasn't broken or I'm run out of bobbin yeah. or any number of things that can go wrong with yeah. the sewing machine while it's running by itself. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> Covering over it. Yeah, it's a tenuous relationship. (laughs) So what is the one biggest thing that you saw saw as a transition from pushing the fabric on your home machine to driving the machine over the quilt? What is kind of a big thing you notice that's different? Probably stitch regulation, which can be a little bit tricky to kind of master. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the baby lock machines because they do have built-in stitch regulators mm-hmm. which makes it a lot easier yeah. to manage um so that when you actually go fast it keeps it up keeps with it up, yeah. yeah you don't have to manually keep up yeah you're you're you can go as fast or as slow as you want and it stitches the however many stitches per inch that yeah. you have set it to stitch so yeah i like to t- 12 stitches per inch is my yeah. magic number it seems. Yeah. so that's where <laughs> i have it but that's definitely one of the more tricky 
aspects of, of switching from domestic to a long arm or just quilting in general is keeping your stitches relatively the same length. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if you're, if you're in charge of all aspects of with no stitch regulator, you right. really need to practice to, and, yeah, to and get keep that. Track. Yeah. So do you um, find it's difficult to load a machine, like put the quilt on the rollers and all of that? Yeah. No, it's, it's you know, it, it can take 20 to 30 minutes, depending on how big your quilt is yeah. that you're working on, because there's three three places to pin, usually. So yeah. if you have, you know, an 80-inch, 90-inch quilt, it's definitely going to take a little bit longer. Yeah. But um, it goes pretty quick once you get the hang of it. It definitely, yeah. you know, there was a couple of quilts the first few times I kept... I, I found the wrong center somehow. Like the, the marking on my on my leaders was yeah. wrong, and so I kept having to repin the whole front uh, or you know the whole yeah. top. And yeah. So I I sorted that out. Pretty yeah, quick, you, you, you mastered that now. It's like okay, yeah. let's. We don't want to keep doing that. That was my first week. Yeah, so right. Allowed. <laughs> yeah, it's a. It, I did. Um, I used to demo a sit down, and so yeah. the the long arms were behind me. And I listened a lot, but I never really played on them a lot. Okay. But I, I don't have the, I have to give up my living room, I think. <laughs> not sure. I'm not sure the shipping department is ready for the machine the in the living, living, yeah, lack of living room. <laughs> it's like, it's like, wait you a minute. You have to give up your quilt storage space. Yes, to yes. Well, that, that, that would be it. Oh my goodness. So, be, um, one of the things is a lot of people do send their mach- their quilts out. I mean, yeah. you and I have both do that, and I imagine you might even sometimes still have to do that if things are kind of crazy. You might have to. I haven't lately, but yeah, but yeah, the potential is there. There's, there's always that option yeah. for sure. What are one or two things that people need to think about when they send a quilt to somebody else to be sure. long arm? Because you. If you don't send it properly, it'll cause problems. Yeah, I've I've encountered a few holes in quilts that can catch the the hopping foot and cause oh. all sorts of trouble. Oh, so like the seams came apart in yeah, the patchwork. You, you need to make oh. sure your seams are all you know complete and yeah. finished, and that there's no no holes anywhere in your quilt top. Um, which I know seems like a no-brainer, but, right, right. but it, it does happen on occasion. Something will pop, and you just need to verify that. Yeah, you know, and look it over. Look it over. Make sure that you have all your seams together, and then also it should be pressed nice and flat. Even oh, though okay. you're folding it to put it in yeah. the mail, yeah, a, a really good pressing will make all the difference, and those oh. folds will just come right out when you when it's loaded onto the long arm. Yeah, with uh, steam. Yeah, it's up steam, to you yeah. if you want steam or not. Yeah, I know everyone has a personal but preference, but get it flat. <laughs> just get it flat to where yeah, it, it'll lay nice when yeah. it's loaded on, and then also trimming extra thread. Those can get caught in the hopping foot as well and cause trouble yeah. for the the, hop, the long arm in general. Yeah. And I also shadowing right because you could have like a, a thread that goes under a light piece of fabric yeah. and it'll just get quilted in there and there you can see that thread <laughs> oh yeah. isn't that cr- it make, oh yeah it's a little crazy maker, yeah but yeah it's like can I get that out somehow there's I think there's a tiny tiny crochet hook that you yeah can right yeah so I'm just thinking like like there's like these little tools like yeah. you go in there like some dental tool or something, something yeah like that yeah there's a weave and pull it pull out, it out and clip it away yeah but so yeah and then just verifying with your long armor the the extra um backing that you need because 
usually it's four to six inches more. Yeah. And some people will f- try to fudge on that, but it really doesn't work because it's hard to, to load a quilt properly and get it all the way quilted yeah. if you don't have enough backing length behind yeah. it. Yeah. So. And I find that, that the long armors um, often, they're not going to stand and measure your stuff. They're going to sometimes just put start loading everything and so you don't want to get to the end and find out there's a, a chunk of batting yeah. area not available. That's, that could be a problem for sure. Yes. I do try to make sure when I get a client quilt, yeah. at least I fold it in fourths to oh. make sure, you know, both it's, the backing yeah. and the top to make sure I have plenty on both sides because yeah. I have had to send a quilt backing yeah. back, back. <laughs> yes, to it's, the it's client. It's a little bigger. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, you need another yard here <laughs> because it was a big glove. Yeah, yeah. So measure, measure twice. Yeah, and then and then a third time just yeah. to make sure. Well, Amy, this has been so much fun. I'm glad to see you yeah. in person. No, it's great to see you too. Thanks, Pat. Everybody, visit Amy out at Amy's Creative uh, Side dot and com. Uh-huh. Uh, dot com, and we will be back right after the break. the One Million Pillowcase Challenge in March for the Ultimate Pillowcase Competition. Gather a team and compete in one of two categories during the month of March to make pillowcases, earn points, and maybe be crowned the Ultimate Pillowcase Champion. The top three teams in each category will be awarded cash prizes. Even if you're not forming a team, you can watch all the action with weekly voting and daily prizes. Visit allpeoplequilt.com backslash pillowcase madness for more information. Quilt Along with us in 2017. Join our fourth annual Quilt Along by stitching a wall hanging, a throw, or a one-block table topper, or all three projects. Visit allpeoplequilt.com backslash quilt along for a list of participating bloggers and designers and to see photos of what staff members and other readers are sewing. Share your photos on social media by using the hashtag APQQuiltAlong to join the fun. Welcome back to American Patchwork and Quilting's podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Pat Sloan. I'm still here at Baby Locks Training Center, and I have captured the National Sales Manager, Linda Baccini, who's actually been with me. She's been with me this whole time because we've been doing videos, and um, I asked Linda if she would join me to talk about specific machines. So we're going to do like two segments, so it's really cool because we can get a lot of detail about machines. So Linda, this has been so great, all of this, working with you. You are so fun to work with. Oh, thank you, Pat. I, I feel similarly. <laughs> yes, it's just, you have a great team. Everybody's so um, organized and I love it. Thank yeah. you. Thanks. It's, it has been a great week and we've gotten a lot done. And, uh, you know, I just think it's when you've got two people that, that have similar interests, it makes it easy and fun. So it doesn't feel like work, right? That's right. It doesn't feel like work. Yeah. It's, it's, you make it fun. Um, one of the things that 
any sewing machine company has are multiple machines. You know, they might be totally different kind of machines, like a, a long arm and a serger, you know, that different. Or within a level of a sewing machine, there's different um, features that give – so machines are different prices. And I know mm-hmm. that people often just see the most expensive machines or the higher-end machines or the newest machines when – they see an advertisement or a commercial or a Facebook thing. Um, so I thought it might be fun to talk about some of the machines and the different levels that are available for people like starting out. Nobody wants to spend $10,000 for a machine when they're first starting. Absolutely not. No, yeah. and I, I mean, that is a great question, and it's a great opportunity <clears throat> to kind of talk because I think that when people look at brands of products, and if it's a car, right? Yeah. If you know it's a Mercedes and it's an expensive car, right? And so if you took that same logic and applied it to a sewing machine brand, you would be probably really um, a little confused about whether or not you would be able to find something in your price range. But you know, in reality, we we're like um, we're like the 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 inexpensive all the way to the expensive. Right. So we've got everything <laughs> from you know, I would. Uh, what would I, what would I use as a great um, example? A Kia all the way up to maybe a Mercedes when it yeah. comes to machines. And the reason is because, you know, here at Baby Lock, we're all, we're, we're really sewers. A yes. lot of the people who work for this company really are sewers. And we talk all the time amongst ourselves and say, like most people, if you ask them, would not say that they started sewing on a very expensive machine. No. Right. No. Right. The hand-me-downs right. or something they bought at a local box store. Right. Um, a thrift store. Right. You know, they don't even know where it came from. Right. But I mean, it's because, a starter machine. Right. Because a machine, I mean, it, the, the, the fact of the matter is that when it comes to a sewing machine, you know, the real thing that you need to have is a needle that goes up and down. Right. You need to use <laughs> a bobbin and you need to use a top thread and you can achieve something as simple as a straight stitch, which would let you quilt, right? Right. right. You just yeah. got to get a good seam allowance. So, so if you were to use that litmus test, then it would seem like, well, just buy the least expensive machine and let's spend all of our money on fabric. But, yeah. but what, what <laughs> I've learned yeah. over the course of time is that a machine really can be a pretty vital part of whether or not you're successful. So think about it as, you know, if you had a stove that couldn't hold temperature. And maybe um, you had a hot spot in your oven, yeah. or so, and you, maybe you just decided that well, you can't bake cakes, or you can't bake bread because it just doesn't work on that equipment. So, right. same thing happens with sewing machines. If you don't have the right product for what you're trying to do, you may say, "I just can't sew." When right. the reality is, is maybe your machine's not the right machine for you. So yeah. um, we have machines that start on sale. Our BL9 is our entry-level machine, and most Baby Lock retailers um, will honor a price when we nationally advertise it on sale at $99. Yeah. And so, yes, you can get a Baby Lock machine starting at around $99, which is right there with what you would spend for a machine maybe at a local big box store or maybe yeah. finding something online on sale. Yeah. You know, or the, even like a, a used machine, you right. know, that somebody might say, well, you don't know anything about it, though. Right. You don't know really the brand. Right. Um, or what kind of shape it's in, right? Like some people drive a car and they don't ever put oil in it. You know, oh, buying a car <laughs> buying a car for $1,000 is no deal. But if somebody yeah. hasn't maintained a machine or it's sat with not being used for a long time, right. then starting right. to sew might actually reveal problems that it's having. So, you know, I mean, there, there's all kinds of analogies that people can understand because right. most people think, why would you spend a lot of money on a sewing machine? And yeah. the reason is because it's features. Right. So at their, at their very simplest straight level, stitch. it's a straight stitch. 
the ability to reverse or lock stitch, you know, and then we have machines that fall into different categories. We call that's, them segments, right? That's really cool. Like, because it's, it, like you said, it's kind of confusing. There's groups. Sure. So yeah, can you explain like how Baby Lock sets it up? And right. other companies do the same thing, but it's nice to be able to hear right from you what that what those groupings are. Right. So like if I, if I were to say to someone, if you really are interested in looking at a machine, if you go to a retailer and the nice thing about an independent retailer that sells product is that they typically are trained directly from the company. That's yeah. what I do. Right? right. Right. I train retailers on how to use and sell our product, but mostly helping them to understand the value that certain things have for a customer. So yeah. I know that if somebody's a quilter, cause I'm a quilter myself, yeah. features they might look for right, right. in a machine. Right. right. And so we have a whole, segment of machines that we call quilting machines and and we talk about these things so Mm -hmm. what would you look for as a quilter well you need a good straight stitch you probably need some nice applique choices Mm -hmm. quilters also really like to use because they sew a lot probably a larger surface to sew on right and so a lot of those machines may come with an extension table or they'll have one available yeah yeah. and then another level is and that some of the videotaping that we were doing over the last day or so we've used some of those features Mm -hmm. like a pivot feature or maybe a hands-free presser foot system where yeah. you can keep your hands on your big quilt and you can raise your presser foot by using your knee over to the side. So yeah. so those machines are in the quilting. And then we have a segment of our embroidery machines. And so those are machines that can sew, but they also embroider. Yeah. And then we also have five machines that only embroider. Oh, okay. Okay. And then yeah. we have, you know, and in the quilting segment, of course, we have a long arm and a mid arm machine. Yeah. We've got our whole segment with just sergers. Yes. And then we've got what we call our sewing segment, which really is where we talk about machines that don't have traditionally a whole lot of tons of extra features, but they do allow you to grow. And so oh, okay. that segment's going to start with the BL9 and it'll go mm-hmm. all the way up to our Catherine. And within that range, what we're saying is, is that we're giving you permission as a new sewer, mm-hmm. or maybe somebody's replacing a machine. Right. Look in this area mm-hmm. because they're going to have features. What are some of the name, names of those ones? Okay, great question. So yeah. we have the, so they're all actually that segment we call our A line, and they have um, a pretty visual on the outside. Yeah. And you'll see names like Rachel yeah. and Audrey, and you'll oh. see Catherine and Jane, and um, let's see. Anna, and we'll have Molly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We used to have a Grace, you know. I I had a daughter named Maria, and we once had a machine, Maria, and she's the only one of my kids who never did pick up on sewing. So (laughs) sorry, Maria. But, but, you know, I I think that what's nice about um, that line of machines is that they do have a lot of the features that BabyLock is known for. And so I think that for people who buy a brand of machines, when you get to that point where you decide that either it's time to start looking to see if there's a new product for you, Yes. Most independent retailers will take a machine in on trade. But yes. the other thing that they'll do is that they will talk to you and they will ask you what you're trying to do. Because right. I say frequently yes. that you yes. don't know what you don't know. Right. And you used to work retail. So mm-hmm. you were actually in a store and you talked to customers all the time before you worked here for, for Baby Lock. So right. I just love that, uh, Linda, you bring in that experience of knowing what it is we're looking for. You know what your own yourself you're looking right. for when you shop, but you've talked to tons of people who've right. been looking for a new machine and right. you sold them machines and explained to them. Well, I love um, that you said that because you're a shopper too, because I started off by being yeah. a stay-at-home mom and I'm telling you what, $150 for a sewing machine was really pushing it for me. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I did a ton of sewing on a very inexpensive Kenmore. Yeah. You know, but, but at the same time, I would have really shortened my learning curve 
curb had I had a good resource to go to. Because yeah. my, my mom, when I made her her first project, which was an apron, she looked yeah. at it and she said, your tension's not right. I had no idea what she was talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't. But right. I could pull out the stitches, right? Mm-hmm. Because my bobbin tension was too loose. And so yeah. it was just a straight line. So yeah. I, you don't know what you don't know. And yeah. and I've learned the hard way. Yeah. But it's been But it's been a real valuable experience for me because Mm -hmm. what it's taught me is what what is important to customers and what's ultimately important for a retailer to convey Mm -hmm. to somebody who's looking for a machine so that they can help match up the right product. Because what we want more than anything is for people to sew because it's a blast. Yeah, I know. I just it, it is so exciting to learn about options, you know, so. If you are in a, wanting to look for a new machine, when you go into a dealer, you can ask questions, you know. And I know, like, on my online group at Facebook, there's, you know, people will ask there of people who already own a machine. But it's still not, it's, the education part gets missing, and that's what I like about being able to buy from somebody to say, you know, I'm a quilter, and I mostly do patchwork. Right. And I want to then maybe free motion quilt also. Right. Or I want a great walking foot. Or I want my feet to go on easily. I'm right. tired of feet that don't go on easy. You know, those are the kind of questions that you can, you, that's what you train right. the dealers. That's your job. Right. <laughs> well, and you know, it, the interesting thing is that there's a lot of people who work in stores that are specialty stores today that they maybe don't really sew themselves, right? So they, they see, I mean, sewing stores can be a lot of fun. I mean, whether mm-hmm. you're, you know, in, tuned into embroidery or whatever, and there's fabric and there's, I mean, that's just me. Yeah. It's just like you can go into a Joanne's fabric store mm-hmm. today. And some of the people that work there don't really understand fiber and sewing and things, right? So there, there's a need for education all around. Yeah. And I think that what's cool today is that there are so many avenues, mm-hmm. whether it's podcasts or whether it's watching YouTube videos or uh, mm-hmm. going into a retail store or connecting with people on Facebook. There's a lot of ways to learn and there's a lot of bad information out there. Yeah. As much as good information, there's a lot of bad information. <laughs> right. So you really need to trust the source that you're getting the information from. And so yeah. hopefully if you find your way into a local retailer, then what you can do is find somebody, whether it's baby lock or not. I right. mean, there's a lot of good sewing machine brands out there. Right. You know, it's, you need to buy local. You need yeah. to buy from somebody that you, you can, can have go a good relationship with. And, right. Yeah. And then, and then, like I say all the time, take your fabric to the store. Yeah. Tell them what you're actually sewing on. Yeah. Have them show you how to be successful. And then you'll be sewing for a long time and we can keep talking about sewing and quilting (laughs) and all the things that we love, which is really what it's all about. It is. We're, you know, we're going to take a break, but I would like when we come back, Linda, to sort of do a little um, focused segment on machines that have a, a bigger throat space for doing quilting our own quilts. Okay. Because that's a big thing everybody wants to do. So we're going to take a break. We'll be right back with American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine. So see you in a minute. tip brought to you by Moda Fabrics. Visit modafabrics.com or your local quilt shop to see the latest fabric collections. To avoid mixing up various size strips once cut, you can write the measurements on the strip selvages. Get two full years of American Patchwork and Quilting delivered right to your door for the price of one. 
That's a full year free. Every issue is packed with never-before-seen projects from top designers, detailed photography, complete materials lists, and easy-to-use pull-out patterns and quilting diagrams. Subscribe today at allpeoplequilt.com. Welcome back to American Patchwork and Quilting's talk show. I'm ho- uh, your host, Pat Sloan, and I have Linda Pacini here again. We're in our second part, and we're going to talk about quilting your own quilt. What kind of machines give us sort of the most, um, I don't know what to say, bang for your buck, but, you know, like the most advantageous. Because when you quilting your own quilt, you need, you need certain things. So, um what are let's this just sort of banter for a second okay. like what are the things that we need we need bigger throat space definitely you need a larger sp- throat space and what you also need is a machine that is going to be able to you know feed your fabric well you need to have something i mean i think it's an absolute that i need to have a machine that's got a hands free presser lift system on it so that i can have two hands on my quilt and i can raise and lower my presser foot without having to you know kind of do this whole thing where I'm trying to like lift it behind and shove it underneath. So that's an absolute to me, right? Right, right. I I also need a machine that is going to um, allow me to use any stitch that I want. So I want an applique stitch, for example, Mm -hmm. if I'm doing that kind of decorative sewing, right? Right. I think that uh, for many people, getting one machine that can, can, you know, do their patchwork and their machine quilting now you can take it up several levels right. where you could be doing also embroidery and also, you know, applique and decorative stitches. But there are, you know, people who pretty much just do patchwork and then want to quilt their own quilt. Right. And so there are some things you can look for. And we're going to continue to talk about the baby lock machines. That's what I have and that's why I'm here at their facility. But this will give you an example of what's available. Right. Um, because one of the things that that a lot of people were talking about um, recently was the jazz machine. Right. Because it is newer. Um, it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Has a nice big space. Right. Um, what are What about it is different than a regular sewing machine? Well, I think that... Um, when it comes to when it comes to the jazz, like when we brought that out, everybody was kind of blown away by it because most of the time when somebody's thinking about a really large area to be able to quilt in, it puts you into a mid arm range mm-hmm. and which is kind what? of like the precursor to a long arm. So a right. mid arm would be a machine that's got like a sixteen inch throat plate. Mm-hmm. Um and the benefit of course to that is that you can get more of your quilt underneath. Right. It, right. That's the whole thing. People want to quilt their larger quilts and right. to shove it in a little tiny hole. Well it's is, hard. It's hard and it's frustrating and you do it and you feel like you get puckers and but you when you have that space you've got a lot more um Maneuverability. Maneuver, right. That's yeah. a good word. Yeah. You got more. So how much is there on the jazz? So that that's one. a great, you asked me that question. I think it's somewhere in the neighborhood of 12 inches, right? Oh, okay. And so, yeah, so it good. is, it is a bigger machine, but the thing about the jazz that is kind of, um, shocking to a lot of people is that most of the time you look at a machine like that and you're thinking, okay, this is going to be a several thousand dollars investment and it's, it's not. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's, it's, it's less than a thousand dollars for most people to buy. And, you know, when, when you were talking, it, it made me think a little bit about, you know, there are a lot of different things that people want to do with sewing machines. And when you first start out, 
on this journey, most of the time what you want to do is you want to find that one single machine that's going to be able to right. do all the jobs right. that you want to do. <laughs> do. And so, right. so like the salesperson might feel like they need to be a magician, right? And yeah. so you either undersell or oversell a feature of the machine in order to be able to hit that sweet spot for a customer. Over the course of time, I've come to the realization that what people are really looking for oftentimes is more than one machine, but what they mm-hmm. want to do is optimize their money. So if somebody was just starting off, they wanted to do quilting, the Jazz would be a great machine because number one, it's not computerized, meaning that so you're not yeah. going to have the expensive components that people assume are expensive. But right. there, there's a trade-off. You know, repairing a machine that's a computerized machine is very easy. You spend less time on labor, yeah. maybe a little bit more on parts. And the opposite is true when it comes to a mechanical machine. You'll mm-hmm. spend less money on parts but more time on labor. So yeah. and even though most of the times those machines really don't need to have much work done on right. them, right? Right. And good warranties are there in order to make sure that you just have nothing but a pleasurable experience. But I do think that it's a good graduation machine because it starts you off with something. You're not investing a tremendous amount of money, but then you can graduate into actually quilting your own quilts, which for some people is like, that's big. It's huge. It because saves them a lot of money if they've been sending out. And also, Linda, I don't know. It's a satisfaction level. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. I want to make the whole thing myself. Right. Right. Yeah. And people are only coming to sewing as a quilt maker now. Right. The, many people don't sew garments to right. learn. They didn't learn in school. They decide at some point in their life, I want to learn to sew and I want to make quilts. Yeah. And so their first entry point to sewing is actually making quilts. So right. having a machine that's geared to that. Right. That's got um, good quarter-inch piecing, right? Yes. It comes with a nice accessory feet. And then if you do want to you know, make your own shower curtains and put in buttonholes or you want to, you know, make some curtains or something. If you want to take your quilt and instead of making a big quilt, make patchwork pillows, you still have a heavy duty machine that's going to be able to go through the cording or the ruffling that you're doing and you'll be able to quilt those smaller pieces. So, I mean, it really is a kind Mm -hmm. of a jack of all trades kind of machine, which is, I think, why it inspired so many people when it first came out. And does that have, um, you know, when you were saying going through all the layers, is it a faster machine than a regular, you know, than your regular sewing machine? I don't believe that it's so much faster. Now we yeah. do have, um, we do have like what I, what I look at is below it and then above it. And I'm not mm-hmm. talking about money so much as right. I'm talking about what's built into the machine. We have a machine that's called the Jane and the Jane itself has a 1500 stitches per minute max speed. Now mm-hmm. the, off the top of my head, and, and I'm ashamed to say it, but I don't know exactly what the speed of the jazz is. But suffice right, it right. to say that it is a pretty heavy-duty machine. Yeah. The way that it's made is it's made to be sewn. It's made yeah. to be used quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. You're going to find it as just a workhorse yeah. product, yeah. okay? And, yeah. it, and People it is going to be able to They love that. a workhorse. Because if right. you're piecing, you just want to piece, 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 piece. And right. you just want to just, you know... That's what you want yeah, to do. Yeah, you want to sew for years. I mean, yeah. people don't want to think like, oh, okay, fine, I'm going to spend seven, dollars $800 on a machine, and then I'm going to have to replace it in a few years. I mean, we're all doing that with computers. Right. <laughs> we're doing right. it with cell our phones. phones. <laughs> right, our phones. <laughs> we're doing it with everything. I mean, yeah. how long is your last DVD know. player yeah. last? Yeah. But mine didn't last very long. <laughs> no. but, you know, we, we all are dependent upon electronic products. This is not an electronic machine. Yeah. Um, but it does have a lot of the things that people have been looking for, and we've been – uh, working on this product for the last several years, Stephen Jeffrey, who is the president of Baby Lock, you know, yeah. worked closely with factories in order to be able to find just that right machine for us to bring because yeah. we know how important it is. But, you know, then above that, you could go into the machine like the Tierra, 
which is a sit-down mid-arm quilting machine. Right. Um, and the orientation of that is, of course, that the head is facing towards you, and that does give you a bigger area. But uh, to quilt in, you know, to right. be able to move side by right. side so it doesn't matter what the distance between the needle and the right side of the machine is. I do think that it's important to know that you can start with the machine that you can piece on. Mm-hmm. And you could do a little exploration of garment sewing or home deck sewing or whatever mm-hmm. you wanted. And then you could graduate into doing quilting and you don't have to relearn a different machine. You could do it right. all on that machine. All now, on that machine, the Jane yeah. that I was talking about, yeah. it is a faster machine, but it is only a straight stitch. Okay. And so, so if I've got somebody who really only wants to machine quilt, I mean, they yeah. only want a machine quilt. They want a machine just to do that. I've done a practically queen size quilt on it. Now, yeah. That was my last, my first and last, because I'm a spoiled brat, right? I worked for Baby Lock, and so what I decided was that I needed to go into the office with my next quilt and quilt it on the long arm, oh. because, yeah, and that's what I because now have. can. So I told my husband, I said, hey, Tony, we're putting in a 10-foot long arm in the basement. And he was like, whatever. So, yeah. But, you know, I think that knowledge is power. Yeah. I, I think that as you grow in your skills, just like... And I and I equate sewing to cooking a lot because cooking is another passion of mine. I never understood why I would need a blender and an immersion blender and uh, um, you know a Cuisinart or yeah. you know I, because they each all do different things. You know mm-hmm. I've got a stand mixer. I've got each one of them. They mix products together, but they do it in a different way. Right. It's important yeah. for me to have the right equipment. I look at sewing as tools. Yeah. They they help me achieve a goal. And to be honest with you. I have become a better quilter because of my better equipment. I'm a better sewer all around because of the equipment that I have. And, and I, and I think that it's a gift that you can give yourself. You know, I mean, if you, if you're not sewing successfully on the machine that you have today and you enjoy sewing, or if you find yourself frustrated, then what you really need to do is think how important it is sewing is to your life. Because me, like you see bumper stickers, right? It's cheaper than therapy. Right. It is. It is. It is. And it's something that you can do. I'm, I'm teaching my daughter to sew. I oh, told you that, that. Yeah, yeah. I know. I should link the video of your daughter doing the embroidery right. um, pillow. Right. It. How old is she? She's 12. Oh. She's 12. But the thing that's so nice about it is that I think that people are if people are makers. Yeah. There's people yeah, who are makers. makers. I definitely. And that's I'm my a maker, favorite Phrase. Right. Yes. And I'm a yeah, maker. Makers. And my my I've got five children and all of my girls and actually my son. I've yeah. still got five children, one boy. Four girls, and they're all makers, whether yeah. they cook or whether they craft or yeah. whether they sew. And I think it's important for us to yeah. pass that down because it builds self-esteem. And because people who are makers, they're givers. Yeah, yeah, it's and awesome. to be a giver is, is a good thing, right? I want to I want to really instill yeah. that in my You're children. a great mom. Aw, thanks. Are. You tell, are. Could you tell my kids that? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'll write, the, I'll write you a note to take home. <laughs> Thank you. And I'll say Pat Sloan said I'm a good right, mom. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Here, let me show you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Linda, this has been so great. The whole experience. I'm going to do the last segment. I'm going to walk around the facility and tell people what it's like because um, and what goes on here, but I appreciate the time. And, oh, you're welcome, and Pat. And make sure that you let people know that Baby Lock has consumer events that we hold here. Yes. And that we want, if, you, if you've if you got some of our product or if you're even thinking about buying some of our product, you can come here and go to some of our consumer, consumer getaways. Yeah. Get yeah. away from it. Awesome. Spend yeah. some time here with us. Yes, in St. Louis, but maybe not when it's like minus degrees. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a minor. week at a time, minor detail. Yeah, minor detail. We got you're in the fireplace. Right. Right, yeah, they do. <laughs> oh, thank you, Linda. Thank you, Pat. 
So we're going to take a break here in American Patchwork and Quilting's uh, talk show, and we'll be right back. American Patchwork and Quilting on Facebook for daily quilting inspiration, tips, giveaways, and more. Find us at facebook.com backslash APQ magazine. This quilting tip brought to you by Moda Fabrics. Visit modafabrics.com or your local quilt shop to see the latest fabric collections. Press and seal can be used to hold pieced units in place before sewing together. Welcome back to American Patchwork and Quilting's talk show, and I'm here at the Tacone Baby Lock Achievement Center, which is called TAC, uh, and it is the training building, like I mentioned before, and um, I just thought I'd walk through and just describe what the building is. This is a separate office building from the main um, work area where all of the Baby Lock and uh, Tacone and Koala Studio people are, so they have a great lobby, and Depending on what the function is, there can be things for um, sewing uh, retreats. There can be dealer retreats here. There's all kinds of stuff. And I love when you come in that there's a whole wall of beautiful Koala Studio cabinets, and they're filled with um, old machines, new machines. Uh, there's a TV that plays uh, shows. But up on the top are the, some of the original Baby Lock sergers. They're just incredible. They're so cool. There's an aqua one. You know, that's my favorite, right? If they had a red one, that would be even more my favorite. And, you know, the, the lobby areas where picture taking happens and, you know, if you have to do a check-in for an event, this is all going on in here. They've just acquired a, um, a beautiful quilt and that is, it's full of rhinestones and, um, glittery thread. It's gorgeous. So that is hanging here. Now the facility can be divided up. There's, um, different sections. And so I'm going to go into this first section, which is if you watched prior to um, Baby Lock Destiny 2 Facebook Live about a year and a half ago that I did. This is the side where everybody came when we did the, the filming, you know, and they watched uh, what was going on. So right now, the new uh, regalia long arm is sitting in here, and Amy Ellis, uh, who we talked to, I talked to earlier, she's been here be, uh, for some uh, photography and for some uh, additional training because this is the new machine that she will be using and working with and so it is gorgeous it's on a 10-foot table and um, it's like I have long arm envy when I see that it is so pretty and I love that they have the different furniture set up so like if you were here for a retreat um to learn something for your own home machine, or if your dealer's here on a retreat, they can come and see the actual furniture in action, the um, the gorgeous chairs, they're really comfy, all the different styles and the, the uh, machine lifts and all that, all those things. 
and I and you know it's really fun. There's different touches. Like right now, I'm looking at a chair that has this gorgeous embroidery on the chair. And they got a chalkboard wall, and there's, uh, you know, the, the standard things they have everywhere, like a restroom, of course, and ironing boards, because we also. But I'm going to take you now sort of through the middle area, and this is the supply closet, which has to be the neatest supply closet I've ever seen. There's... Um, cartons of thread. I'm like looking at that. What is the right word for this? Yes, cartons. Cartons of thread, bolts of fabric, um, all kinds of feet and notions and tools. And it's super organized because they do so much training here that um, things have to be all brought out to use for a training session and then brought all back in, you know, and put back in its place so that the next week, the next type of training session can be supplied, you know, the right threads, um, the right weights, the right scissors, um, cutting mats, rotary cutters, a whole box of rotary cutters. You know, so it really depends on what's going on, but I love that they keep it so tidy because when I've been here, like there's bolts of fabric and we were making a sample up and I was able to get, um, you know, some fabric to use for that. So the supply closet is, um, is pretty nifty. <laughs> Probably many of you would be envious of the size of it. It's quite large. Now the other huge part of the facility is um, customizable. This is where I came and did the common threads in June, and they had a set up on one half with the sergers, and then on the other half were the um, the Destiny Two machines, and basically, you know, the twenty you know machines of of each. There might have been thirty sergers in here that day. There's a big coat closet because we are in St. Louis, and actually this week it is quite bitter cold, so you need a place to hang your coats. And there's some office space back here. But I, I, I was here for um, an event where it was the day before, and there was actually two classes going on. So they have a movable wall, and there was one class for training on sergers. Uh, and then the other side was a class for the mechanics for the, you know, people who were fixing your machines. And they had a particular machine. I don't remember which one it was, but there was training on how to service that particular machine. So the that's who was here that week. Two entirely different sets of people from your local dealer. I, in this room, there's also all of them. One of almost every machine, I think, is sitting in here at the moment from the giant uh, Valiant embroidery machine, which is totally amazing. And they've got samples up on the wall from uh, what was made with, the, with that machine, including embroidery on rubber boots. I mean, oh my goodness, is this so cute. You know, like monogrammed rubber boots. Really, you can put those in there. And I'm just fascinated by all that because it's, not anything I've really worked with before. Then you have some of the sort of mid-size machines and specialty machines like the Sashiko machine that I have, the Jazz, which is a fast, straight stitcher with a great big throat so that you could do, you know, your own quilting, and the embellisher machine, which is, you know, single-purpose, super uh, fabulous machine. Then all the different, you know, they have a lot of, of sergers. Baby Lock is very well known for their sergers. And uh, that's, 
that's an area that I personally have only, you know, explored a little bit with them, you know, sort of in controlled environments, you know, when I'm here, I've done it with other people. So I just think that it's um, super fascinating. I believe the Triumph, yeah, the Triumph is their newest machine. Um, that's the 50th, 50th anniversary edition that's come out. Um, it's got air, this air threading. Um, it's, you know, one of those that I, I really can't wait to have a, a demo and see it in action. And then the Destiny 2, like I have uh, at my house right now. And then some of the other, so that has the embroidery. So we have all the machines that have the embroidery capabilities where, you know, you have a scanner and you can get your design in um, via either just scanning it right on the machine or from your stick or software that you've actually, you know, purchased and you can upload your designs into your embroidery machines. Now, of course, a facility like this, if they're doing training for all those days, you, know, you might come in here for three or four days of training, they need to have a kitchen, right? So the kitchen area is pretty large because a lot of people, you know, might need to be, they might have, they have a very long counter space so they can set up um, like lunches and um, have space for people to pick up. And then there's a seating area at the end with an electric fireplace, which we fired up. <laughs> we had the fireplace on for us because it's big and there isn't a lot going on in here. So we're only working uh, in this one small area. Now, I did a Facebook Live for Baby Lock uh, today, this day that I'm taping, and we did a little peek behind the scenes in the actual video room. So when you're doing video, you don't really want to have extra sound. You don't want anybody accidentally walking in. Um, you know, so the room is, uh, has a, you know, its own door and it's got soundproofing and part of it and then walls that can be repainted so that if they need a certain color or they want to change this, the, the backdrop for a particular person who's in, like let's say Sarah Gallegos is in teaching or Amy Ellis was here teaching, um, you know, or doing videos, they might need to have a certain color to sort of denote what, you know, that person's work and complement it. Uh, and then it's totally set up with all the lighting because when you're doing video, the lighting is super important. So there's lighting that's hanging from the ceiling, uh, that's movable. You know, there's just all kinds of, all kinds of equipment, TV monitors, everything rolls around. Everything rolls in there. There's tables that roll that have the computers on it. So that is our room and put a little sign on it that says, you know, video in progress. And this room also has, there's a couple more offices. There's quite a few offices over here. So I just wanted to give you this walkthrough of where I've been for a couple days taping and working with the Baby Lock staff, incredible staff. I was glad to talk to Linda and get some sort of behind the scenes input on the different types of machines that are out there, particularly the ones that are for piecing and maybe have a little bit gentler price on them. <laughs> you know, because when you get up into embroidery machines and stuff, they're, they're a little bit more pricey. But there are baby lock machines for every price that is out there and every need. So I'm Pat Sloan for American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine. And 
visit me at um, my website, patsloan.com, join my Facebook group, quote along with Pat Sloan, and I will see you next week. Remember to visit allpeoplequilt.com for more information on topics from today's show, as well as how-to videos, free printable patterns, and additional tips and techniques. Thanks for listening to American Patchwork and Quilting Radio.